the legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side (laughs) I actually feel surprisingly good. I don't know. I woke up on the right side of the bed today. I love to see you smile. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, it's weird, though, at the same time, because your smiles are the range. Your smile goes from mischievous to I just didn't flush to... Uh, look at how many beers I have in a pyramid to that one time we were just recently at your at your house in the backyard and you got yeah. a liquor uh, you got a liquor order and for some reason something glitch happened I'm gonna say glitch <laughs> quote unquote glitch and then you got eight bottles of champagne yeah are you drinking was- it I, I've been drinking it. Yeah, I found out you can't freeze it because it does freeze and, and it explodes. will explode. Yeah, explodes. I yeah, saw you. Yeah. Oh, so you never took those out of the freezer? I saw you going. I gotta pop a couple of these in the freezer, make sure they're cold. <laughs> but I've done that a couple of times. But mostly it's with food. Yeah, because yeah. well, food doesn't explode though. No, I mean f- food is just one of the. You know, it's not that I I suffer from. I don't know whether this is the Italian or the Polish part. I suffer from a distinct. Panic uh-huh. about not having enough food. Oh, I do too. I think it's uh, I think it's something with our childhoods that's deeply ingrained in us. We didn't grow up poor, like poor, like so poor we didn't have food. But there was something about having siblings, and you knew if you didn't get to the snacks right in time, you're gone. They're you, gone. You had big hoss boys that yes. were your snack competition. I had Jackie, but Jackie was way more psychological, and we had our time. It was more so at late at night. Right before we go to sleep, we'd send we'd spend hours and hours and hours awake at night watching Food Network. And Jackie sure. and I used to make all sorts of different concoctions with ice cream and stuff. And I think that's really where the weight came from. I think that that was probably a good place to start that conversation. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben with the always ice cream loving Henry Zabrowski. Yes, I am. I have all of my Hi, favorites Kathy. right now. Honestly, I have all have? of my favorites. I got my. Ch- I don't mean to roll out all of my Brandon because <laughs> this is a, this is kind of a true crime ish show. But you want to start with ice cream talk? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> you know I like. 
as like <sighs> I like a nice vanilla bean. I'm one of those. I like oh, just a normal. It's too vanilla. fancy. Don't even bother with me. I don't you need don't an aristocrat like a, ice cream. Just give me vanilla. I don't like vanilla bean. You just don't like it's being too fancy. sold. You don't like the the dance of the, the these masters. No. Hagendaz, a fake Danish <laughs> name. Is that even a real name? <laughs> it's not a real name. No, it's not. They just made it up because they knew that <laughs> fucking dopes would be like, well, the Europeans of a certain white variety really enjoy whisk into ice cream. Well, speaking of glitches, Mr. Zabrowski, I have a uh, a small confession to make when oh. it comes to my Madden play. There's uh, a lot of people. I want to say what I love mad at me. is how much stuff that comes, what's going on in this country, sure. how many different layers of things there are to be upset about oh and my. to challenge. And the emails that we got about the Madden football controversy, whatever it is that you're in the middle of the quagmire, you have <laughs> brought us into. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. dragged us into. Right, right. Um, a lot of people are uh, questioning your logic. Well, did not quite realize that after the ball goes 10 yards, it is a live ball. So you can't just fair catch it. You need to actually catch it. Now, of course, you don't have to if it's in the end zone. So I will admit that I was wrong. I made a mistake. I did lose that game by a field goal, 25 to 22. I am now officially 150 and 150 in my record. I am 500. I'm broke even. I'm in the top 26% of all Madden players. That's Humble too many break. games for a single season, though. That's a lot of games. You need so, to give these boys a rest. It's a lot of games. They're fake, so mm. they don't get tired. Mm. But I do realize that I made a mistake, and this is a good life lesson. Instead of fair catching and running away, you need to catch the ball and follow through. Oh, and, and isn't I think, that very good? Isn't that the lesson we took away from it? And I think that that is actually a lesson for all of us yes. for all of our lives. So catch the ball and follow, follow through. Follow through. <laughs> Nature's path. Well, speaking of following through, I think probably the biggest story in true crime news this week involves Jam Master Jay. Of course, he was murdered 18 years ago in 2002, and officers have finally arrested the two people that killed him. Apparently, yeah, it how was... did they string this shit together? This is really crazy. This is 20 years in the making. I know that this was. It sounded like it was a drug deal or some kind of. It was a. It was a. It was a nefarious situation. Well, they said it was a cocaine deal. Damn. Apparently, Jam Master Jay was still dabbling in uh, in the dark arts of drug dealing. People like it. And he was, uh, so he was shot. He was shot in Jamaica, Queens, point blank, cold-blooded, as they were saying. Damn. And they arrested these two dudes. One guy is Carl Jordan Jr. He's only 36 years old, which means this 18, this is what's so scary about, about just life in general. About, uh, yeah. Just this 18-year-old kid just with a gun, just ended the existence of one of the greatest influencers in music history. It's really very sad, it, and it shows just how much can change immediately, and it just, man, it, it's a bummer. It, it's, you know what? It's a fucking bummer. <laughs> it, it's a fucking bummer, but hopefully the family and fans of Jam Master Jay can get a little bit of closure. So Carl Jordan Jr. and Ronald Washington, they conspired to kill Jam Master Jay. Apparently it was some retaliation over a drug drug deal gone wrong. This is according to Seth Ducharme. He is the acting United States attorney for the Eastern District of New York. He says it was important to us then and remains extremely important to us now to bring justice for the victim, his family, friends and the community that cared so much about these events. I have not been able to find like 
how it took 18 years to find these people or why they were able to find them now. But nonetheless, this is one of those stories that has been in hip hop for a long ass time. In the years before Mr. Mazzel's death, he increasingly embraced the role of a local talent scout, listening to demo tapes of 14 and 15 year old rappers and making some suggestions, which is awesome. This comes from the New York Times. Do you have any idea how hard that is to do? It's incredibly difficult. And then I forgot that he started the Scratch DJ Academy, where we had shows there for multiple, multiple years. And you used to show with KB, uh, which was hilarious. Comedy Deathmatch. And Kevin kept on trying to get me to say the N-word, and I did not. Congrats. We used to do a segment called, (laughs) yes, that was funny, the way that different people can say different words. (laughs) Thank you, Kissel. (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh, that was an amazing experience, though, at Scratch DJ Academy. We had Reggie Watts perform there. Reggie Watts was the sweetest man. Reggie Watts is the first person to introduce me to Liquid THC that night, and I remember just being like, thank you, Reggie. Thank you so much for changing our lives. And then we were all, and then Murder Fist got addicted to tincture, and I think it set us back a couple of years. (laughs) But it looks like this. So, so I guess they were vaguely involved through the hip hop scene. Yeah. Um, And it sounds like they were trying to cut that he was trying to cut them out of some deal with what well, we see a lot is some smaller guys especially younger guys feeling like they need to do something to show how hard they are yeah. or, or how fucking how serious they are about this business oh my and what, so but, they ended up doing they end up doing these rash bullshit things and, and, and destroying everybody's lives i cannot imagine and i don't know so correct me if i'm wrong side stories lpotl at gmail.com I cannot imagine this was something they could brag about on the streets. I they mean, killed Jam Master Jay. He was they so killed an icon. He, yeah. yeah, so it's not like it's not like when Takashi 69 gets killed, which is going to happen. Soon. Uh, it's not going to be like that because that person can literally like wear a t-shirt like I killed Takashi 69 and they'll be like, I think you're smart. No, it's going to be like the scene from Spartacus where everyone's going to be like, I'm the one who killed Takashi 69. No, I'm the one who killed Takashi 69. We can't arrest them all. Well, then we better let them all go. So apparently it was something involving a kilogram of cocaine. And I don't know enough about measurements to know how much is a kilo of cocaine? I know in is Europe. Is that a lot or is that like not that much? You know, ah, man. You know how I am with you my know. kilos. You know how I'm always <laughs> shifting in weight. I know. I, I, I want to say it's like, I imagine the size of Wendy if she was more of a square. It's so like it's I'm a holding, dog. It's the dog size. That's how I transmute it in my mind. Okay, so it's a Wendy size, so about a seven pound I'm gonna dog say, size of cocaine. What size is a kilo of cocaine? This well, is not going to, don't worry, put this on an, an incognito. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> Um, it's 2.2 pounds of cocaine. Well, then it would be 22 pounds of cocaine uh, that he Ooh. was acquiring in July of 2002. Uh, he acquired 10 kilograms of cocaine, which was intended to be distributed by Washington, Jordan, and others. But a dispute between Washington and a co-conspirator led Jam Master Jay to tell Washington he would be cut out of the transaction. And uh, that's apparently what uh, did him in inevitably. He is dealing 22 pounds of coke. is like a lot of coke. It's a lot of cocaine. I think that and they this is are before to- fentanyl, by the way. So it was safer. It was fun. Please be careful doing any kind of snortable. Don't do it, especially west of the Mississippi. I mean this. Don't do cocaine west of the Mississippi. They're cutting <laughs> with fentanyl. That's the truth. Is that it, it is not it's as just a bad. weird measure. It's just a strange west of the Mississippi. West of the Mississippi. I haven't heard anyone describe like locations in west of the Mississippi. Mississippi or north of the Mississippi or south of the Mississippi terms in a long time. I want, I'm reading Secrets of Twin Peaks. 
Facts by Mark Frost, and there's a whole section by <laughs> Lewis and Clark. So I think it's all of that. I'm in Lewis and Clark world. Oh, my goodness. So Jordan, uh, again, now he is only 36 years old. So this dude is still like a young man. Uh, he yeah, also- 36 is real young. It, it, yeah, it's young. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's young. It's with it. 39 and holding, baby. Oh, my God. Speaking of young, um, you're going to see just how young I am. Uh, Spotify asked us to make a music playlist. Oh, yes. Speaking he asked of music, all of us. And uh, <laughs> we were speaking with our manager, Ken, and Ken said, Ben, I had no idea. You and I have the same taste in music. Great. Ken is uh, 55 years old. Yep, uh, and he, he resides in Newport, Rhode Island during the <laughs> uh, the summer times, and he likes to, he goes on his little pontoon boat. You guys have the same red-faced, flushed uh, things that you both enjoy. You both yeah. would love whatever... D- I, the truth is, and I'm not even mean this as, a, as an insult. Uh-huh. You, Ken, and all, and Joe Biden would go all love the same concerts. Yes, you guys would all. Yes, we would. Go, in the back of Biden's fucking Firebird. Honestly, that is cool. It's pretty sweet. Yes, that is cool. So Jordan, again, he is 36 years old. He also faces one count of conspiracy and seven counts of distribution of cocaine for an alleged incident in 2017. Uh, He was arrested on this past Sunday. He has pleaded not guilty. Washington, he is 56. He is in federal custody and will be arraigned later uh, this week. He was convicted in 2007 of conspiracy stemming from a string of gunpoint robberies in New York. So I'm not going to say these guys were like on the right path. I mean, who knows? I'm certain a lot more shit's going to come out once they go into trial and they are still just accused so we will find out he was justice prevails yes he was actually interestingly enough sent is interestingly enough sentenced to 210 months in prison and is scheduled to be released in april 2021 so washington is actually already in jail man i wonder Um, what the hell i wonder how they got him to admit it because they must they must suggest because you know all they do is search for a confession as much as humanly possible so at least they we'll see obviously we don't know anything so this more information will come out and we will follow it as it comes out as long as it's as it's mayday. Yes, well, R.I.P. Jam Master J, and uh, hopefully there is a little bit of closure. And uh, it's just unfortunate. Be careful. Be careful who you're dealing with. And uh, I love helping young artists, but maybe don't don't meet them at your home. I mean, because meet them in public. Can't. Listen to their hip hop tape or their podcast. If you want to send, if you're 14, you want to send us a podcast. We listen to 14 year olds' podcast, but that's it. Do you? No. Do you listen to a 14 year olds' podcast? No, I don't want to. <laughs> Not really. But I, I'll give you notes. I'll tell you. Keep at it, child. <laughs> Keep going, child. That's very good. Um, I honestly think, on some level, this is one of those stories where I would say you should legalize most drugs. I think most Absolutely. drugs should probably be legalized. But Absolutely. I don't know if we're mature enough to handle. Well, uh, we're we're definitely not uh, heading down the path of legalization anytime soon. Nope. I don't know when it's going to happen. Here's the story of a man that probably, honestly, you know when you say when you're in the middle of vacation, you need like a vacation from your vacation. I say that every day. You know, like you're trying to take a vacation. You're like, I am just all of the planning and all of the hiking and all of the tourism. I need a vacation from my My, vacation. My vacation, yeah. But sometimes that vacation from your vacation could end up leaving you dead in a pipe. 
Wait, what? Man 32 dies after getting trapped inside pipe at Arizona Aquatic Center. Now, this is... Wait, is he Augustus Gloop? What the hell happened? How I don't he... know if he was chasing chocolate. He might have been. <laughs> How did Let's he get find stuck out. in a pipe? This comes from NBCNews.com by Janelle Griffith. A 32-year-old man died early Monday after he broke into an aquatic center in Arizona. Oh, my God. And became trapped in a support structure for a water slide. Okay. Now, a police officer patrolling area near the El Dorado Aquatic and Fitness Center in Scottsdale learned that what he believed to be faint calls for help. Wait a second. You heard a, hip, hip, yep. hip. And about 15 minutes later, it was determined that the calls were coming from inside the aquatic center. <laughs> oh They're coming from inside okay. the aquatic center. Hold on a second. But you did preface this entire conversation with dies inside of a pipe. So what, this cop just didn't save this guy? Didn't grab him from the... Did, did, what do you do? I don't know how you get somebody out of a pipe. You blow really hard. I have no idea, but could this cop have saved this guy? Maybe from all the quarantine pressure, he's starting to think he's hearing voices. Maybe. The pipe Maybe. where the man was found is in an expansive outdoor area. They they, they had to find out where, because they heard, hip, 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 hip. It took hours, approximately an hour, to pinpoint where the calls are coming oh, from inside no. the lock place. Um, so it was very difficult because it was this huge, it was like a massive outdoor area. And he said it sounded like a megaphone. So it was the voice was just like bouncing all over. This is technically a horrible story. He was trapped inside this pipe. This going, is horrible. Eh, eh, and it was just because of the echoes. And neither, none of them are dolphins. So they couldn't <laughs> figure out how to find him within the pipes. He said that they had, the man had entered the facility by climbing over a high fence and then crawling inside oh. a large cylindrical steel center support for the water slide where he became stuck. And that, according to police officers... It wasn't an easy feat. It took some work to get down in there, which obviously would not be the first place that people would be looked trying to find someone because of the difficulty to get there. So he got stuck. Is this a water slide pipe? Was this, a, is this, not, to, I mean, this man is dead, so I don't want to mock him, but was he a little heavy set or something? How did he get stuck in a water slide pipe? It sounds like it's, it was a support beam that he must have, I'm going to go on a limb here and say he might have been under the influence. And of having got, a good time. I mean, I think that he was having a good time until he got inside of the pipe. Right. And then when he walked in, he snuck his way in. And it seems like in his maybe, I'm going to, again, his influenced attitude. We don't know if he was hammered, though. He could have been sober. I mean, he died inside of a pipe. 99% chance drunk. The, at least. Yeah. And he might have even thought that that was the water slide. <laughs> Because it sounded like it was just a structure piece for the water slide that yeah. he thought would be fun. He saw a big pipe. He's like, oh, fun, fun, fun. I get fun. to go and slip up and down this pipe. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have fun in here. How wet so, it's going to be, even oh though it's closed. No, it would just be him. No water is flowing. Yeah, it would just be him squeaking down this pipe as his skin tears from his body. Just be like, this is fun. Even Can I ask you, What's when's that? the last time you used a slide? Holy hell. Well, I'm longer than most slides now, so I can't even really enjoy them, which is sad. I'm going to say this. As in, I don't know if it's just because we're getting older, because to be honest, I don't I do am, that stuff. I'm skinnier than I used to be, right? So I was going to yep. go on a slide. Forget where I was. It was with Natalie. Well, there you was do a slide. this kind of adventure stuff, though. You you and Marcus go on roller coasters and whatnot. Well, yeah, that's not adventures. That's that is more adventurous than I would do. I'm too big for that stuff. You no, know, a roller coaster is a, it's technically the least adventurous thing you can do. You sit in a chair that has a fucking bar that keeps you inside of the chair. Yeah, but if it breaks, you die. Yeah, but then the, the, no one wants to spend that much money to by killing a person at the amusement park. You know what I mean? They'll do yeah. anything possible to not kill somebody because it will fuck. The, it will affect their bottom line. That's true. So I know that their their importance of money will keep me safe. 
Yeah, until and accidents do happen, but okay. But I, you're more in danger of the owner of the amusement park coming in and shooting a bunch of people <laughs> than dying on one of the rides. Okay. And so, in my mind, I try to go, I was like, oh, there was this slide. I remember it was this big slide. Where? I forgot, honestly, I don't even remember. Are you it just hanging around playgrounds? No. It was, Natalie likes to go to adult playgrounds. Wink, 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 wink. But she likes to go to the ones where it's kind of like, there was like that place in Baltimore we went to that had like the big science museums. Oh, slides. yes. Sure. And I made halfway down a slide. I went, and it's something about the way our bodies are shaped. We're not as buoyant anymore. No. But I just, my whole (laughs) backside was just fucking burnt on a, like I was on a skillet. And I was like, "Uh," and all the kids like, man, stuck. See, the man is stuck. And I went and I had to scooch my way down the slide. And I was like, I am not that big for no. me to stick on here. Oh, but you know, if you don't get publicly publicly shamed by children at least once a year, uh, you am do, I living? You are not living. You have to. You have children. There's something about being laughed at by children that just cuts so deep that you need to experience it once again to open those wounds, oh, it's explore important. those wounds, and then go to therapy and try to heal those wounds all over again. We're just a series of scars. I'm covered in scar tissue, but you know what I like about it? What's that? I'm like a turtle. <laughs> Makes me like a turtle. <laughs> but there's right? a, this is not the only story of a man getting stuck. There's another one what? of a man lived in Tampa Bay area's stadium's luxury suite for over two weeks before he was arrested. This is more, these people breaking in. This is quarantine break-ins. This is just fun. He was there for two weeks. You Have s- a good time with it. CNN.com. This comes from Amir Vera. A homeless man in Florida allegedly stole up to $1,200 of merchandise and food while living in the luxury suite of a Tampa Bay soccer stadium for over two weeks. That's cool as I hell. Think this is actually great. This is just a fun movie. This should be directed by John Hughes. Also... You know, just let the guy have a little fun in there. Who, I mean, honestly, who else is using the suite? Do you remember us when we had to sit in the box seats and we had, we had to go and be like, oh, can we eat these hot dogs? Yeah. Are these beers for us? Can we have some beers? <laughs> yep. And all the, the guys there, all the head fund manager dudes yep. are all being like, uh, yeah. Yeah, we were... Uh, it's really bizarre, and I don't know if I'll ever get used to being treated with dignity or respect. Oh, it's happened I, so few times. It's just so rare, especially in this business where they just beat you down, beat you down, beat you down. And uh, even when you mildly get successful, you get free hot dogs, but you still don't know if you should be eating them because you also feel guilty. But the thing is, I showed up hungry. Right? Well, we had to because we knew there was going to be free hot dogs. I knew that there was going to be some form of free food. And I showed up hungry, but then nobody else is eating. And I hate that feeling when it's yeah. just free food here. They just brought a whole thing of hot dogs <laughs> and they brought all the condiments for it. Also and you were still talking about this story. This has been months. And months. I, that was like game three of the Lakers this this year. This is how this little has happened. This was, this was, honestly, it was January 3rd. Yes. That's when this happened. There's so little has happened. You're just talking the same story again but i hate walking a scenario where like man y'all eating they don't they don't eat because they've been there before they all acted like all blase and shit that's a free pyramid of hot dogs it's like the first time you sit first class and they're like would you like some champagne or bloody mary and you're like i don't got the money for that quick get away from me temptress (laughs) get away from me and they're like no it's free sir (laughs) y'all gonna y'all try to trick me i'm gonna wake up in a bag aren't i you're gonna put me in a barrel and now you're gonna throw me out of the plane it's just not normal for for that to happen no i'm normally getting things smacked out of my hands going no sir No, 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 no. I'm used to that behavior. Very common. But this guy, uh, he was just up in there. They walked in, right? So 
D- Daniel Albert Nehat, 39, was arrested earlier this week. An employee of Al Lang Stadium found he found these bunch of blankets in the luxury suite. Huh. And they came in and they saw him. He had he was eating close to two hundred dollars worth of food all around him. This is fucking incredible. And this he man was is living the dream. He was dressed from head to toe in merch dude. that he had taken from the merch stores. I'm like, this is incredible. Honestly, this dude, you should be flipping this story and being Definitely. like, he loves soccer. He should be. He's just got to. He should be the spokesman. He's the mascot now. I completely agree. I mean, with that. he's got to test clean after a couple of weeks, but then you start putting him in front of camera. You know, other than the copious amounts of booze, which I would assume they have in those uh, luxury suites, I don't think he could have been on that many drugs. There's you not bring the th- drugs in. Maybe, but I think this guy might just be a good old-fashioned elky homeless person who figured it out. Man. And you know, for two frick, 14 days, he needs a vacation from his vacation. Seriously. You know how much fun he must have had in there? Man, every day Aww. rooting for the teams aren't there, looking at all the pennants, but you got, getting a ball, because you know how much he gets to go fucking take a ball. You get to play on a professional level soccer field. Even <laughs> I have no interest in soccer. No. And even I would be overjoyed to like line up the shot and being like, and now for the penalty kick, <laughs> Polish and then just me going, yes, yes, and then just not even making it, like kicking it, not making it to the fucking stop heckling in me in my fantasies. Oh, so what is the guy being charged with? Having too much fun? <laughs> to is, be honest, al- I, is it illegal these days to have too much fun? I do believe that he would actually be served a higher sentence for like, you know, quote unquote, having too much fun. Neha was arrested on charges of third degree felony burglary and first degree misdemeanor of resisting an officer without violence. So yeah, because he was probably just been like, let me just finish the Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, let me finish the Philly cheesesteak, please God, officer. And his bond is currently set at $5,150. Well, this guy doesn't seem like he's the most dangerous human being on the face of the planet. I don't don't know how he got into this luxury suite, but good for him. I hope he enjoyed those two weeks. Must have gotten a little bit lonely at times looking in the mirror realizing you know the life of a soccer star is not easy maybe he thought the soccer teams just stayed there overnight and he wanted to go have some friends i want her to meet pele oh pele i believe is dead but that's (laughs) the only soccer player i know i know him and i know bendit like beckham is his name bendit no, but I know that the movie with the Indian girl in it is the Bend It Like Beckham, and I think she can bend it like Beckham, but I don't know what bend it means. I think it's something to do with the ball and the The ball the, the can torque, curve. The, the curving of the ball. But did David Beckham invent that? I think he just invented being super handsome. He is very handsome. Very ha- Soccer players are extremely handsome. They're, they're, it's the hardest Ronaldo. sport. Who's Ronaldo? He is this guy who looks like he's made of just like perfect. He's like a god body. He's like yeah. too handsome. So that to like, I've heard girls say, "Oh, he's too pretty for me," and that's and huge because you hear that nice. a lot. Women always say that, and then they, they, they do mean that. They don't. They I don't would know. make sweet love them. They would. They would. They would drag their wops so back, <laughs> so fast, back and forth over his body. He would yeah. look like a slip and slide. Oh, he kind of does look like a slip and slide. He's very wet all the time. That's different. That's effort. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. 
Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet! Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing! No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. Well, you know, Henry, obviously we're nemesis. We've been nemesis for a long time. Our whole lives. This man in Arkansas, I have to, I was debating making this guy hero of the week, but what he did is not heroic. It's just very, uh, he wanted to win. 
And by golly, he did. So in mm-hmm. Arkansas Farmer, he disguised himself as a woman to sneak into a cemetery. Really no idea why he had to disguise himself as a woman, because men are also allowed in cemeteries. Throwing off the scent. So he went into a cemetery and defaced the grave of his longtime nemesis Damn. with animal carcasses. Oh. You know how funny. Like, I don't. Why ha- did he dress up as a fucking this lady? We don't know. We don't Excuse me, grave digger. My name's Leslie. That's the woman version of Leslie. Uh-huh. I can totally tell. And now don't even narrow you mind this bowling bag filled with dead squirrels. That's, oh. That is an inside joke between me and my former lover. Nemesis? No jo- Joseph Stroud. He's 78 years old. Which, you know, 78... I'm just so happy he still's got the, he's got the chutzpah I to don't know, pull man. something like this. After off. listening to the AARP sponsored interview of Howard Stern and Metallica, <laughs> I will say that Metallica, uh-huh. them all being like, we have forgiven everyone, and we had to go, and we had a lot they, of apologies to do in the early 2000s, and they needed to. I think they may have needed to. They need to apologize to that basis of theirs because they were just. Overtly mean to him for no reason. He just was never Cliff Burton. He could never replace Cliff him. Burton. Died, and Metallica needs to realize that this person does not replacing Cliff. He's just. I'm not. Don't Henry. Don't rock. Don't metalhead cry on me. Do not metal- no metalhead cry goes. <laughs> That's fun. That's really dumb. But they said that the. I would like to think that by 78, fucking. Praise be to Allah that by the uh, time I reach to 78, can I let go of a shred of my bitterness? Then you die. Oh. Joseph Stroud, 78, was charged earlier this month with de- with defacing objects of public respect, which apparently is a.k.a. a grave. I don't know why they call it an object of public respect, but whatever. I guess they can fall to like... The big boy statue in front of Bob's big boy. You can't go and draw a big yeah. cock or a pussy on that. I guess you can't. But at the same <laughs> time, I, I mean, you. but then you're outing big boy. Yes, you are. So Fred McKinney, that was the name of Joseph's nemesis. The family of Fred, apparently they didn't think it was very funny. Why? They got all mad uh, because they found a bunch of dead animals on the grave multiple times does between say, May and July. Does it say what kind of animals? They don't have anything specific about the animals, but we know there were 16 dead animals found. So you got to assume these weren't pumas. You know, these are like little <laughs> muskrats, little squirrels. Uh, McKinney's granddaughter, uh, Shannon Nobles, told the police she started finding the dead animals at the grave in late May. By July, when the family reported the incidents, again, 15 or 16 dead animals were found overall. So this is what uh, she had to say. She says, at, at first, they thought it was just a coincidence and thought maybe the animals were consuming the fake floral and dying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like, first of all, it should sad. be like a lesson. If you really yeah. think you're killing all of the wildlife with the way you represent and and help respect your, your dead ones, you might need to put some biodegradable stuff in I there. I would think so. But then uh, she goes on to say when they began finding but, but when they began finding more dead animals and they, arranged in a what seems to be a middle finger made out of squirrels. Interesting. They realized it it wasn't just a coincidence someone was placing the dead animals there purposely. So the family set up a camera and they were able to watch this dude. He had a teal windbreaker, a wig and sunglasses. Just a lady enjoying a night on the town here in the cemetery. And the officers were like, okay, I think we know who this dude is. Hey, I do a name is Leslie Jordan. 
So when the officers visited uh, Stroud's home on August 6th, they found a bloodstained towel in his 2018 Dodge Journey. Oh, new car. It must be a lease. Yeah, it must be a lease. And that was uh, the probable cause. Stroud, Stroud was arrested and charged with the facing objects of public respect. Class B felony. He was later released. Nobles told the police that Stroud and her grandfather shared a land boundary for several years. It's very and scary. Apparently, that's what they didn't like about each other. They were too close. And uh, we know good fences make good neighbors. So apparently, they just had a land dispute going on this whole damn time. But Stroud won. I mean, so he I lived. That's what I'm saying. You lived, buddy. You won the fight. If your neighbor dies before you, you win. I know you want to leave dead animals out there, but you know what you could do? You could even make a big fuck you shrine in your own house. You don't have to go to the cemetery. You could, you could go and you could just fucking tell them to go fuck yourself within your own property. Well, according to the daughter, Shannon, or the granddaughter, rather, Shannon said Joseph and Fred never got along with each other, and there was even a lawsuit between them where she thought Joseph had lost. So Joe is probably still pissed about this lawsuit and he found a way to get his revenge and that involved dead animals on uh, Fred McKinney's grave. And I think that he uh, he got back at him. I don't still know why he dressed as a woman, though. Oh, we just don't know. I don't why know. He I think that was just I, that could just be his role. That's just what he does in life. Know. He just might enjoy himself. I, I have no problem with that. I think that that's great. I just I only do naughty things when I'm Leslie. The rest of my life I've lived by the code of law forced to me by this government. But Leslie flies free. You all need to have a second personality, don't you? Just don't have say a little this. fun. No, because Why? you know who else had one? Oh, Jody Arias. And Ted Bundy. And oh. John Wayne Gacy. And Jeffrey Ooh. Dahmer. They all had their... Because that's the thing. It becomes too compartmentalized. That's when when you don't know yes. what other Kissel's doing, that's when there's a problem. <laughs> there is that movie, The Two Mr. Kissels, and I believe John Stamos is in it. What? Yeah, it's about these two guys who, what, I think they were brothers who got killed in Mr. New Mr. Kissel, it's called? The Two Mr. Kissels. You don't know this? What? Yeah, there's a movie called The Two Mr. Kissels. I really don't know much about the story. I the believe John Mr. Stamos Kissels. is in it. Let me see what comes up when I do this. Yeah. <gasps> What? Yeah. It's a very famous Lifetime movie. Rich brothers Robert and Andrew Kessel. I think that they- Seem to have everything. <laughs> Beautiful wives who love them. Nope. Great jobs in a huge house. <laughs> Technically, you are doing fine. But I don't beneath know. the service lie beneath the surface lies resentments and secrets that will they eventually killed be each other, horrible I think. undoing. This is 2008. How have I not heard of the two Mr. Kissels? I don't know. I'm oh, very... it's made for television. Yes, it's made for... It was a lifetime movie. Didn't have enough to get to the distribution for a big full release. No, it, it definitely It might be didn't. the name of the film. Oh, it's a lifetime film. I will That's say... That's what I'm saying. It's a lifetime movie. What have you done? I've made us money, Haley. Money? That's yes. it. Yes. And to make money, you have to gamble. And to gamble, you have to take risks. You've turned us and into And risks require nerves and guts. Money. But you wouldn't know anything about that, Haley, because you have We're no your guts. family, Andrew. These are your children. Now, wow, who would you truly... If you were going to have someone play it, like the life of Ben Kissel, the no towel story. Ben Kissel's no towels, I know no I problems. I have too many towels. Good. I don't even know what to do with them. But your the kitchen floor is mysteriously wet. Well, it doesn't. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, who would who I, would play like uh, Ben Kissel? The no towels, no problem story. Who plays Ben Kissel? Truly, who do you cast? I mean, I I don't even know if it would Dolph be, Lundgren. Dolph is too old. I mean, but he'd represent your spirit. Yeah, I do love. He's a genius, you know. I heard. Yeah, he's like actually a, a mathematician. You know who I always, for some reason, the only one that always pops up is Asia Carrera is a member of Mensa. No kidding. Do you remember her? Yeah, from uh, Wayne's World. 
Wasn't she in Wayne's World? That's Tia Carrera. I was Asia Carrera. Asia Carrera was the pornography actress from the uh, 90s, early 2000s. No kidding. She's very attractive. But she uh. was a part of Mensa. But actually, maybe Tia Carrera was also a member of Mensa. I think they... I don't... I honestly think... No, I don't want to be... They, mm, they're very smart. I'll just leave it at that. The two women are very smart. Yeah, they're very smart. I mean, I can't even imagine them at a Mensa meeting, just the amount of boners in the khaki pants as they walk by. And oh, they never probably went to an in-person meeting. No. I think a lot of their stuff was done in writing. Yeah, I think so. But no, I, I don't know who I would have play me, but, uh, you know, oh, maybe. Who's that big check guy from the fucking, from basketball? From the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah. You want, you want that guy to play me? What's his name? He looks like Tiny from House of a Thousand Corpses. I don't know his name. The guy, He's the guy that good. Billy Crystal purchased in My Giant. Oh, you're talking about George Marison, the guy who played for the Washington Bullets at the time. That guy. You want, you want him to play me. I believe he is also dead. <laughs> he might be dead. I don't know, who actually. Who would play me in Henry Zabrowski, All Star Always? Um, just a potato. <laughs> I don't know. Shit. <laughs> I no Think about casting me. Ca- yeah, if I'm... If Cast I'm, me. Oh, my God. Besides just me. Okay. Because maybe I could play a younger version of me. I think that you probably could. I don't know enough about the talent out there because I haven't been scouting soft body you watch movies, improvers. All you do is watch movies. It's not just soft body improvers. It could also be, you know who could maybe play me back in the day? Dennis Franz. <laughs> is that bad? Oh, Dennis Franz. I have seen that man's butt so much. We have the same body. It's very interesting. That was, of course, NYPD Blue for those that weren't of a certain generation. The show pushed boundaries by showing people piss in public. There were it was just it was in the, the worst bathroom. Butts on television history. In don't television know why it history. I still don't know why it happened. I don't know why we needed to see Dennis Franz's butt. I it, don't know why we needed to see David Caruso's butt. Well, except, David Caruso was much more attractive than Dennis Franz. David Caruso could play me. Yes, sure. Th- yes, David Caruso. I love that. In a soft core porn of my life? Of your life. That would be incredible. Yes, just it me, would be. Just him discovering the fountain, but he's a real mag- chaos magician. Like, he's an actual magician. He turns the fountain into an actual hot tub, and he, there's, like, all these chicks and dudes all over it. <laughs> now it's getting pretty hot in here. Well, speaking of magic, did you hear this story from a Swiss town? Did you hear it? Did you hear this story from a Swiss town? Is this code? No. <laughs> this is I have to go to the bathroom code? Are you a fucking CIA operative? No. Chocolate snow falls in Swiss town after ventilation defect at the Lint Chocolate Factory. Isn't that cute? This is not a crime story. It's just simply a sweet story. This is just a sweet story. Residents of a Swiss town got a bit of a shock when it started snowing particles of fine cocoa powder after the ventilation system in a chocolate factory malfunctioned. The Lint and Springuli Company, interestingly enough, confirmed local reports and uh, and the, the everything was lined with cocoa nibs. I love cocoa nibs. Yeah, they call them cocoa nibs, which is cute. The nibs, fragments of fresh crushed cocoa bean, are the basis of chocolate. Combined with strong winds on Friday morning, the powder spread around the immediate vicinity of the factory, leaving a fine cocoa dusting. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Honestly, it is nice. Yeah, the nothing car- to make nothing like making my neighbor more delicious. <laughs> the company says one car was lightly coated, and it is offered to pay for any cleaning needed. Um, but it hasn't been taken up on the offer. Yeah, I will be doing all of the cleaning with my own personal brush. Mm-hmm. It is meeting. 
Well, the ventilation system, unfortunately, has been fixed. So Yeah, man, they should be giving free chocolate all the ass time. Now, you, oh, you mean tell me, oh, now the free chocolate ends because your malfunction's over? But guess what, fella boy, Mr. Swede, I was getting fucking free ass chocolate from the sky earlier today. You know, chocolate cocoa isn't very good, though. It is. No, it's very powdery. You can't, uh, you gotta get wet. I don't mind a bitter. I, you know, I don't like it. I think America has ruined my taste of good chocolate, though. Sometimes you get the, like, 99% cacao. Mm-hmm. It just tastes like shit. But what it's nice is, though, it's it's a superfood. Is it? No. Is it? Superfoods are made up. I'm pretty certain. Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. 
Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like, I got this uh, Texas sage. It's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there, and it's going to thrive, and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. But you know what I want? You know what animals must have been all over those graves? Someone sent me this thing about, because we were talking about how chihuahuas are oh. were like bred for food and to yes. be sacrificed for so long. Oh, by the way, apparently Jerry is a chihuahua. Oh, I forgot again. Dachshund. Dachshund. Yes, chihuahua dachshund. Yeah, he's a dachshund. Yeah, he's got a long body. But there's this type of thing that they found. There's only one example of it. It's a little thing. It's a it's a whiskey the turn spit dog. And what it is, <laughs> it's this tiny little dog that was bred to just turn the spits for meats. And they're like so, so tiny. And they're so Hold cute. On. And this one kind of looks like Wendy. Yes, I see it. It's super cute. But why did it become extinct? We still turn the meat. We still need a, a, a spit dog. Why would they uh, become defunct? Do they just start eating them? I mean, we talked about chihuahuas being... Quite good snack food, apparently, for many, many years. Just raped out of existence. Really? I, I That's don't horrible. know. I, I it's very know. sad to do that to a spit dog. <laughs> I mean, they're like little flashlights. Yeah, I suppose Look at this so. cutie little patootie, though. This is dog talk. This is our dog corner. This is cutie patootie. We got but that's a, it. That's it. Well, that's the only way I want to bring up. I was like looking up these turn spit dogs and they're so damn How cute. How did you even find a turn spit dog? I don't even want to know what to you me, were searching. It was sent to me in an email. It's a short. Okay, here we go. It's a short leg, long body dog bred to run on a wheel called a turn spit or a dog wheel. To turn meat. <laughs> oh, the type's now extinct. Oh, I don't oh, get how it went kitchen, extinct. It's a kitchen dog. Whoa, it's a cute-ass dog. Let me see why. What's weird is you never think about dogs going extinct, but I guess they still can. It's according to Delabra Blaine, a 19th century veterinarian. Oh, my God. When God knows what oh they did. Oh, my God. 19th Turns, century veterinarian. Holy hell. Turnspit dogs were described as long-bodied, crooked-legged, and ugly dogs <laughs> with a suspicious, unhappy look about them. <laughs> I love them. Can we get them back like they did in Jurassic Park? Or is there oh. like a pro- is there like a little embryo in some amber or something somewhere? Oh, the dogs were also taken to church to serve as foot warmers. <laughs> <laughs> People just used to use live animals. We talked about the chihuahuas as like water bottle coolers, like water coolers for your tummy if you're having your period or whatever. You have to do them in pairs. It's just because it's too you can't much wear for one. You can't wear them like shoes. Oh my goodness. Well, anyway, I think it's time for Hero of the Week. This week's Hero of the Week, speaking of America, ooh, bald eagles. 
We love them, don't we? <laughs> this is no, I'm fine with them. I but love they're scavengers. Eagles. They're scary as shit. A bald eagle attacked a state drone. The drone was worth $950. This was in the UP in Michigan. Uh, in what state officials describe in a tongue-in-cheek brazen attack, a bald eagle recently snatched a $950 drone belonging to the state of Michigan that was being flown to document shoreline erosion damage and, of course, monitor the damn citizens of the society. Um, after a brief tussle, the bird ripped it off one of the propellers from the small spinning aircraft and then sent it to the bottom of the lake. And uh, state workers are like, oh, no, can't do that. This happened on July 21st, which is the day of my birthday. Aww. And I'm going to name this I'm going to name this bald eagle Buzzy. Oh, Buzzy. Buzzy the bald eagle. You are doing what all of us want to do when we see a drone up in the sky. Tear it down and throw it into the bottom of an ocean. America. There it is. Apparently, the attack could have been a territorial squabble with the electronic foe. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what it was. And so so you mean to tell me it did like a preemptive attack? Like it was super, super aggressive and it just attacked a drone? Yeah, because it's an American hero. Yep. That's what we do. Uh, Or maybe the eagle was just hungry, but then it found out that he can't eat the robot. And that's a shame. And ironically, the name of the drone is Eagle. E-G-L-E. It's a quality analyst and drone pilot Hunter King. And it was on his uh, on its fourth mapping run of the day. And I'm just telling you this much. When you go in, when you go in to, uh, you know, the Eagle territory, get ready to get eagled because Buzzy ain't messing around and Eagles will fuck you up. They are not like super nice. No, they are not nice. The pilot said the drone was about seven minutes into its mapping flight when it noticed its satellite reception was getting weak. He pressed the, quote, go home recall button. The drone dutifully turned around, reacquiring a strong satellite feed. The agency then said King was watching his video screen as the drone beelined for home but suddenly it began twirling furiously when he looked up the drone was gone and the eagle was flying away a nearby couple later confirmed they saw the eagle strike something but were surprised to learn it was a drone both king and the couple said the eagle appeared uninjured as it flew from the scene of the crime (laughs) i don't think we need to call it a crime i don't know if it's necessarily a crime nonetheless i love this eagle good for you take these drones down uh, because God knows they're, they're spying on our kids. You know that story about the dude who shot the drone down after he was monitoring uh, his children bathing in the backyard. Remember that story? Nope. It was his neighbor's drone. He shot it down with a shotgun. The guy who shot it down got in trouble for vandalism. But the other guy had the drone monitoring his 14-year-old daughter sunbathing in the backyard. I don't think the drone's a problem. I think it's the neighbor trying to look at the other daughter, like, just bathing. You have to shoot the drone down, though. I'm so pro shooting drones down. Oh, no, I'm I think that it's interesting, but I think that it should be drone versus drone. I think that everyone should be allowed to have these military grade drones. I am just surprised. And I'm this is satire, but I'm just amazed that we don't have a small drone army. If we can just get everyone. I think out everybody there that's angry, should have a military drone. Every family. Then we can target certain places in this country that might house people that are destroying us. Wow. Very, very yes. troubling. Very troubling. It's going to ruin everything. (laughs) But now let's read some viewer mails. First of all, I want to say thank you to all the responses from various people about how spermies are all different. Yes. Thank you. I always love reading emails about sperm. Apparently I was correct. You were vaguely correct. About one thing. Yep. Yeah. But it's true. If you do come once, you get all new sperms and it just kind of random (laughs) gets in there. So it really is a crapshoot on which one is going to make it to the egg. And uh, my God, you just better pray it's the right one. You better pray. But here's a story. Um, we're gonna 
we're going to beep the name of this man out, but I am going to say it. Okay. This is a story about a Bigfoot hunter. Okay. That a uh, listener spent some time with, t- spent some time <laughs> with in an afternoon with his father. My father and I never had a fantastic relationship, but we would often try to bridge the ever-increasing gap between us with our mutual interest in the paranormal. Okay. One day, my father stumbled upon a YouTube documentary that took place a few miles from his hunting camp. In the documentary, a group of ghost-hunting teens cross paths with a middle-aged Sasquatch hunter in the wild. Antics of all shapes and sizes ensue. The Bigfoot hunter was such a character that he actually became the subject of the ghost hunting teens documentary. Hmm. Needless to say, my father was so enamored with the idea of this man that he actually hired he hired him to take us out Bigfoot hunting with loaded shotguns, two of which were ours, <laughs> and a Bigfoot battle suit. What the hell is a Bigfoot battle suit? We met him at a secluded gas station more befitting of a Toby Hooper movie. What I noticed about him right out of the gate was that he was completely and utterly full of shit. The first thing out what? of his face Hold was on a, a second. No way. <laughs> no. As I rode in his car, a dangerous choice, I know, he proceeded to tell me that the first time he saw Bigfoot was in Vietnam while he was separated from his platoon. <laughs> I knew that something stank immediately, and it wasn't the Squatch Musk. Nom, I thought to myself. My dad was born in 69, and you are at least 10 years younger than him. I just nodded in response, sucked to my breath, and braced himself for a shitstorm to come. He might have just been on vacation in Vietnam. He could have been. Yeah, you can do that. Now, according to him, he's never he's never went to the woods unarmed. He had his own shotgun, complete with his name, phone number, address, and quote-unquote Bigfoot Hunter logo affixed the stock with his own personal sticker. I am still amazed he was able to pull all that out on a limited space. Yeah. I always keep an extra shot on me, he said, waving a yellow shotgun around in front of my brother and I, just in case I need to end my own life. Whoa! Don't want to get mauled by a bear or worse. You want to see my battle suit? The battle suit was a veritable hodgepodge consisting of a bright red 60s football helmet, a pair of hockey gloves, a heavy plastic motocross chest plate, a pair of carpenter's knee pads, soccer shin pads, and a dejected set of skateboard elbow pads. There's no way a Bigfoot's going to get through that, he shouted a little too loudly as he strapped me into the last of the suit. I stared at my father, my face saying, please can we go home? This man is going to kill us. He stared back, his face saying, you always say that. Give him a, ch- give him a chance. Give it him could a be chance. Ch- it could be fun. Yes. That's when he almost blew his head off. He had a very bad habit of slamming his shotgun down on his shoulder before we set off on a trek. Moments after he had stuck me into his super suit, he wandered off a few feet right behind me, grabbed his gun, and did his little shoulder slam forgetting the safety was off. Ah. The explosion tore through the woods, decimating the tranquility, sending my father, brother, and I all whipping around simultaneously to see him finger in his ear trying to jam some auditory sense back into his head. (laughs) Wow, he shouted. That was really loud. (laughs) I stared at my father, unblinking, dead in the face. I took off the battle piece. He took off the battle suit piece by piece back at the Ponderosa buffet. My what? father Hold couldn't on a look second. me in the eye. How'd they get to Ponderosa? They left. They just left they and went to Ponderosa? Left. Yep. After his mashed potatoes, the unspoken rift between us growing that much wider. 
This is very, very funny. But that was the last time. They, they don't know. But he, this dude's still out there doing Bigfoot hunting. Well, good for him. Be safer with the gun, please. Lord. Yes, please be safer with the gun. My goodness gracious. I do think that most Bigfoot excursions end with Ponderosa. And I think that's a perfect way to do it. Absolutely. Or I love Ponderosa. I also love, I used to love myself a hometown buffet back in the day and a Golden Corral. Well, the Golden Corral, you know, I was there recently. Well, I was there about three years ago. It holds up. It's still there. It's That's a lot of it. Enough. There's a lot of it. And this is, this is something I want to read that got sent to us that came from a tweet from Dr. Bob Nicholson, which is mm. a D- Digivictorian uh, on Twitter. And he po- posted this. It's an article from the okay. uh, 1800s. Now, in the, according to his tweet, I've stumbled upon a lot of bizarre things when researching 19th century newspapers, but few stories that are wilder than this. This is the story. Okay. Kicking an ear off in a ballroom. A Wisconsin cancanus who slings a vigorous limb. A dance was recently given at Johnson's Creek, a village eight miles south of Waterton, Wisconsin, which was attended by scores of buxom lassies and stalwart lads from the surrounding country. It was a grand affair. Beer, bologna, and schmear case were plenty. Oh, that is a Wisconsin dance party. The girls were smiling and kitney and hoopty doodin hoo. The boys felt their oats and everybody was having a royal good time. Jacob G. got Peter B.'s sweetheart up in a corner and commenced whispering to her. She giggled and squealed. Peter was jealous. An elegant roll was the result. Everybody sailed in and kicked shins, that being the custom of the country in a muss. Many of the young ladies, however, were more ambitious and landed their generous hooves in the bowels or chops of their antagonists. The display of snowy embroideries and well-filled red stockings was gorgeous, and lots of the boys have been cross-eyed ever since. During the melee, Jacob got his ear kicked off. Fact. He had Peter arrested, and as the latter had slewed his number 12 brogans around among the crowd pretty liberally, he thought it was quite probable that he was the guilty body, and he therefore <laughs> took out his wallet and settled for the air. Now come some of the boys that say that one Katrina Von S, 16, is a hairpin who did the damage, inasmuch as the records show that the fair Katrina has a leg on her like a mill post and can kick her father's bulky mules into a total wreck in 30 seconds by the clock. The charge seemed well-founded, and she's a strawberry blonde of the most pronounced style and takes a back seat for no Muldoon, masculine, feminine, or neuter. The boys also say that she kicked one six-foot fellow in the snout with the vigor of a Colorado Bronco. The case against Katrina for ear amputation seems pretty well established. <laughs> oh, man, journalism sucks now. Yeah. That was classic. What a wonderful bash that must have been. Baloney, beer, and, and just a schmear and a bunch of people Ooh. kicking each other in the nuts. Mm. Getting your ear kicked off. My That's God. Oh, that is hard. They got they had harder shoes back then. I think that they did, yes. They must have. Mm. A lot of farming, a lot of, uh, a lot of agriculture work. You got to have the hard boots. You got to have the hard boots. Um, this is a bit of an announcement next week. Both side stories and last podcast on the left are going on vacation. I need a vacation for my vacation. We are not going to have one of those. No, no we're just going to have vacation from work. But we are. There is going to be no new episode of Side Stories or Last Podcast in the week next week. I know that you may moan. You might be even doing a bit of a groaning. But I do believe Uh-oh. you will like how relaxed we will be when we come back. Oh, afterwards. you know how people love it when we're Especially, not stressed. Yeah, yeah, when we're leaving to just do. We're doing family things. Of course, that'll be. Uh, fun. We will. Travis Morgan start. I will still be doing Top Hat. We'll still have kind of fun the wrestling show, and we'll still be doing the LPN show. 
Um, so don't think work won't be happening. Still coming here from the West Coast studio. Yeah. Um, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Side Stories. We hope you're hanging in there doing the best you possibly can in these strange, wild times. Live every day. Like, you know that that's not the water tube. Right. You, know you know that's, that not, that's, the that's not the water tube. Do not go down that tube. I know you want to go down that tube, but just live and know. Double check your tube. Make sure it's got an out. Yes. Throw a sandal down there. I think that's really, really it. important. Throw a sandal. Throw a boot down the tube. Make sure it comes out. See where it comes out. Yep. Then have your fun. Make sure the water's on. That's very, very important. All yes, right? indeed. You got to live. You got to laugh. You do. Uh-huh. Laugh like you uh-huh. are a man that is just covered in soccer merch. <laughs> surrounded by mustard. Just must loving life, man. Oh, man. This was, that first week must have been one of the funnest times of his life. I'm jealous. I'm actually jealous Just of this homeless man. So much freedom, so much fun, all that booze. Oh, man, so much fun. Wow. And you just gotta, you gotta just live. You live, do. laugh. You gotta... You love. gotta love. You, you do. You, you forgot it. You <laughs> forgot the, one of the largest cliches in human history that we've taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For no reason, we didn't have to take it. No, but now I we're actually, stuck with it. No, yeah, you did this. Yeah. Yep. And now love, love that I do this every episode. You oh, love that's, this. That's what your that's your cop out it for the a, love this week. It literally is a demand <laughs> that you love this part of the show. Wonderful. And well, if you don't, then. Unfortunately, it cannot be changed. Well, we love all of you. Uh, you can check us out on, of course, you know, again, Top Bad, uh, Kind of Fun, LPN Show, Last oh, Podcast. You know all the shows here. The Keep sh- on supporting all the shows. Also, we got the merch. We have to mention Last the wor- Podcast merch. Merch.com. Okay, so there you go, Ken. Yeah, now Ken won't yell at me. Ken, um, are you happy now, Ken? Are you, you happy it? now? Are you happy now? Also, I guess you can check out our Spotify. We got some music. They asked us. I don't know why they wanted our musical taste. But I, we're, they want to know more about us. The listeners want to know more about us and what we do, and they're going to hear the five songs I listen to. They just, you know, if you're looking for something that straight 39-year-old white males listen to, then you will you will find it on my playlist. I, I, it's a mix. It's a mix. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magoo's delusions. And me. Indeed. Every day. Every day. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.